Hi. 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 I'm so glad you're here. My name is Shane, and I'm the host of this podcast, The Barefoot Office, where we spend some time with Jesus. I invite you to take off your shoes, plant your feet firmly under the ground, or maybe crossed under your own legs. And take a deep breath as we read and reflect on the gospel according to John from chapter 16. This is a practice of Lectio Divina, where we'll read it and seek to look deeper into the text each time as we read, allowing our spiritual eyes to open bit by bit as we go. So for this first reading, just... Breathe in and out slowly. Listen to these words, and when something piques your interest, or when you hear a word or phrase that seems unusual or out of place, or just that causes your brain to start spinning off in some other direction, take note of where that is. A little while, and you see me no longer, and a little while again, and you will see me. Therefore, some of his disciples said to one another, What is this he is telling us? A little while and you see me no longer, and then a little while again you will see me, and because I am going to the Father. So they said, What is this that he is saying this little while? We do not know what he is saying. Jesus knew that they wished to question him and said to them, Are you asking one another this? Because I said, a little while, and you do not see me, and a little while again, and you will see me? Amen, amen, I tell you that you will weep, and will lament, and the cosmos will rejoice. You will feel anguish, but your anguish will become joy. The woman, when she is giving birth, feels anguish because her hour has come. But when she produces the child, she no longer remembers the suffering on account of the joy that a human being has been born into the cosmos. And so now indeed you feel anguish, but I shall see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and no one takes your joy away from you. And on that day you will not ask me any question. Amen, amen, I tell you, whatever you request of the Father, he will give you in my name. Until now, you have not asked anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, that your joy might be complete. I have spoken these things to you figuratively. An hour is coming when I no longer will speak to you in figures, but will make open proclamation to you concerning the Father. On that day you will ask in my name, and I am not saying to you that I will implore the Father on your behalf. For the Father himself loves you, because you have cherished me and have had faith that I come forth from God. I come forth from the Father and have come into the cosmos. I am leaving the cosmos again and am going to the Father. His disciples say, See, now you speak openly and utter no figure of speech. Now we know that you know all things and have no need that anyone should question you. By this we have faith that you came forth from God. Jesus answered them, Now you have faith? See, an hour is coming, has indeed come, when you are scattered, each one to his own home, and you leave me alone. And I am not alone, because the Father is with me. 
I have spoken these things to you so that you might have peace in me. In the cosmos you have suffering, but take heart. I have conquered the cosmos. What word or phrase or idea stuck out to you? For me it was, I tell you that you will weep and will lament. You will feel anguish, but your anguish will become joy. But then also, I shall see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and no one takes your joy away from you. As we read a second time, the question traditionally is, where do you see God in this passage? Frequently I'll say, where do you see the surprise? I had a professor in seminary, Nora Tubbs Tisdale, who taught preaching and was fond of saying that God's other name is surprise. So that's why I say that. What seems surprising to you? What seems holy? What seems other? What seems like an invitation from your highest self? What seems like a deeper reflection from your true self, the person you hope to be on the inside? A little while and you see me no longer, and a little while again and you will see me. Therefore, some of his disciples said to one another, what is this that he is telling us? A little while and you see me no longer, and a little while again and you will see me, and because I am going to the Father. So they said, What is this that he is saying this little while? We do not know what he is saying. Jesus knew that they wished to question him and said to them, Are you asking one another this because I said, A little while and you do not see me, and a little while again and you will see me? Amen, amen. I tell you that you will weep and will lament, and the cosmos will rejoice. You will feel anguish, but your anguish will become joy. The woman, when she is giving birth, feels anguish because her hour has come. But when she produces the child, she no longer remembers the suffering on account of the joy that a human being has been born into the cosmos. And so now indeed you feel anguish, but I shall see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and no one takes your joy away from you. And on that day you will not ask me any question. Amen, amen, I tell you, whatever you request of the Father, he will give you in my name. Until now you have not asked anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, that your joy might be complete. I have spoken these things to you figuratively. An hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures, but will make open proclamations to you concerning the Father. On that day you will ask in my name, and I am not saying to you that I will implore the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you, because you have cherished me and have had faith that I come forth from God. I came forth from the Father and have come into the cosmos. I am leaving the cosmos again and am going to the Father. 
His disciples say, See, now you speak openly and utter no figure of speech. Now we know that you know all things and have no need that anyone should question you. By this we have faith that you come forth from God. Jesus answered them, Now you have faith? See, an hour is coming, has indeed come, when you are scattered, each one to his own home, and you leave me alone. And I am not alone, because the Father is with me. I have spoken these things to you, so that you might have peace in me. In the cosmos you have suffering, but take heart, I have conquered the cosmos. Where do you see God in this passage? I think for me, it was interesting. I had something planned out from that. No one takes your joy from you that I wanted to say, and maybe I'll say it after the third question, but I was struck by that. You have cherished me and have had faith that I come forth from God. In this season of my life where I'm wrestling with having been hurt by the church and because of the coronavirus crisis, I can't go to church. I found myself sinking into some habits of pulling out old cord 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 sheets, cord charts, not cord charts, because that's something completely different, but, but cord sheets from my college worship ministries and some even from high school. And it's just been me and my guitar learning to play and strum and sing some of these songs. And out of hundreds of songs and hundreds of pages, there have only been two or three that I can't remember how they go. And I say that because I've been in this season where I just wonder, what is the point? What are we doing? My friend Josiah on his Earth Makers podcast, which I definitely would recommend. It's what I start my day with every morning. On that podcast, he recently was talking about all religions will pass away. And in that episode, he said that maybe you don't need to change your religious beliefs, but just the way you approach your religious beliefs. And one of those I had been thinking of was that there's such power in the Christian faith and the Christian gospel and Christmas and Easter in Pentecost, in Lent, in the liturgical year, which is part of how I ended up in the Episcopal Church myself, but that the faith that I was brought up with, to love God, is, where is that? Is that present in the Bible? And yet it's something that I'm falling back into and falling back on in this time, just me and some music, singing songs of love to God, to Jesus, cherishing those memories, those times, those communities I was a part of, those songs and the way that my heart opens up in song before God in a way that it doesn't almost anywhere else.
I cherish that. And God himself loves me because of that. And that is good. This third time, as we read, go a little further. Say, what is the connection to this passage and your lived life experience? Is there something that you can do? Is there something that you can change? Is there a new way for you to think and approach your life because of this? What is God calling you to be or to do in this passage? A little while and you see me no longer. And a little while again and you will see me. Therefore, some of his disciples said to one another, What is this that he is telling us? A little while and you will see me no longer. And a little while again and you will see me. And because I am going to the Father. So they said, what is this that he is saying this little while? We do not know what he is saying. Jesus knew that they wished to question him and said to them, are you asking one another this because I said a little while and you do not see me and a little while again and you will see me? Amen, amen. I tell you that you will weep and will lament and the cosmos will rejoice. You will feel anguish, but your anguish will become joy. The woman, when she is giving birth, feels anguish because her hour has come. But when she produces the child, she no longer remembers the suffering on account of the joy that a human being has been born into the cosmos. And so now, indeed, you feel anguish. But I shall see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and no one takes your joy away from you. And on that day you will not ask me any question. Amen, amen, I tell you, whatever you request of the Father, he will give you in my name. Until now, you have not asked anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy might be complete. I have spoken these things to you figuratively. An hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures, but will make open proclamation to you concerning the Father. On that day you will ask in my name, and I am not saying to you that I will implore the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you, because you have cherished me and have had faith that I come forth from God. I came forth from the Father, and have come into the cosmos. I am leaving the cosmos again, and am going to the Father. His disciples say, See now you speak openly, and utter no figure of speech. Now we know that... You know all things, and have no need that anyone should question you. By this we have faith that you came forth from God. Jesus answered them, Now you have faith? See, an hour is coming, has indeed come, when you are scattered, each one to his own home, and you leave me alone. And I am not alone, because the Father is with me. I have spoken these things to you so that you might have peace in me. In the cosmos you have suffering, but take heart. I have conquered the cosmos. What is God calling you to do or to be in this passage? For me, I'm grateful for my friend Michelle, who sent me a text message earlier today asking me, 
What are you taking joy in during this time? And in this passage here, perhaps with that question in the background, Jesus says, your heart will rejoice and no one takes your joy away from you. And I was struck by that because whether it's that I'm a nine on the Enneagram, a peacemaker, a chameleon, whether it's because I'm the adult child of an alcoholic, whatever the reason, I was struck when I read that the first time through that I can't wait to give my joy away to people to let it cave at the first voice of criticism to pretend it's not important at the first sign of discord or disagreement to bury it and to hide it so that no one knows that it is there to keep it secret to repress it to stuff it to deny it That's what I do with my joy, with my preferences. And in some ways, bringing full circle the statement about giving up your attachment to religious beliefs, in some ways, things like the Christ hymn in Philippians and self-emptying, denying yourself have caused me to do that even more to not look for my own joy because I can only look for the joy or health of others. So tonight I think that I will sit and I will write down 10 things that give me joy and I'll read it out loud to myself three times each. And I will simply let my joy be in those things and I won't let anyone take my joy away from me. And if that means keeping it a secret, that's fine, but tonight it will mean naming it for myself. This gives me joy, joy that can't be taken from me by criticism, by shame, by fear, by doubt, by conflict. These things give me joy. The prayer for the second week of Easter. Almighty and everlasting God, who in the Paschal mystery established the new covenant of reconciliation, grant that all who have been reborn into the fellowship of Christ's body may show forth in their lives what they profess by their faith. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Hope and joy be yours, whether it's nighttime or morning, afternoon or evening. Hope and joy be yours as you look out your window to your ceiling, to the other room, maybe to a candle lit in front of you, reminding you of the light of God, the light that is within you, the light that you are always.